welcome to Uncut Jewels, a podcast featuring some of my favorite musicians and the great work of their lives, changing the world one song at a time. I'm your host, Kristen Jewell, and I'm excited to share my crazy world with you. So let's get to it. Come on in. Well, hello. Welcome to Uncut Jewels. We're very excited you're here. Um, we're so excited. Today is Tuesday, uh, October 6th. It's officially October and I uh, can't believe it. I don't know how you guys feel, but this year has just been insanely bizarre and it's hard to believe that it's almost over. Like we're literally like two months away <sighs> and uh, here we are. It's a gorgeous day in uh, Los Angeles and we're going to have, you know, a countdown to the election. So just, you know, Hopefully you guys all registered to vote um, and hopefully you guys have a chance to like make sure you read the ballots and understand what's going on in your neighborhoods and your states and all the beautiful things that could happen. Because one of the things that I think is the most revealing about what what's going on now is it's not just about the president and it's not just about the vice president. It's about how you can make everything work better for you at your individual level. So that means really make sure you understand what's up and what's at stake. You know, we've got in Los Angeles quite a bit of potential turnover and I think we all have our, you know, hopes and desires, but if we don't vote and if we don't know what we're voting for, then it all is just for naught. So please, please educate yourself and make sure you know what you're doing on on the November 3rd date, which by the way, we are going to have an uncut jewels that night. Supposedly we're going to actually have a, a DC based artist come on and join us and talk about it from there. So that should be really fun. Um, and before I forget next week, we're going to have Ron Avant on who is um, in the free nationals. Uh, he's an incredible musician, doesn't it? Sick talk box. We're so psyched to have him. Um, and he just came out with a, a new EP and a single. And then actually today, I believe Anderson Pack and him and the whole, all of them, uh, dropped a song called Jules, which is, I like to think my song. <laughs> I know it's not, but anyway, but go out and check it out too. Um, and just as a reminder on Friday, we released uh, Jessica Childress's single, uh, Walk With Me, and we've already seen some really great support around it. So thank you so much for any of you who have streamed and shared and added it to a playlist or put it on a post or whatever you've done with it. We really, really appreciate it. It literally takes a village and we can't do this without you. And we're also super grateful to Apple Music who added it to their new R&B playlist. So thank you. Shout out Apple Music. Shout out Shazam for their support. And obviously, ASCAP too. They were really great. So thank you guys all. And today we're excited to talk with um, our another artist that we have that's releasing a single on Friday called Straight Out the Mud, uh, Ruby Vell. And we're going to have her join us with her producer, Rune Westberg. So come on out. Hi. Hey. Hi. Namaskar. Welcome. Thank I'm you. so happy you guys are here. This hey, is Ruth. so yeah, nice to see you both. So I'm we talked about this for about a year now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> releasing music everybody thinks it's like the song is done and then it just goes out <laughs> but there's a lot of planning that goes into it so i'm so grateful you guys could make some time out of your calendar to sit with us um, and talk about what happened in the last few well when since you've written it together and i know rune you're going to be heading to well so rune where are you from ruby where are you from let's start with that and then the next question i'm going to ask <laughs> is how are you doing so you can either answer it all together or you can split it up and we can go back and forth I am originally from Denmark. Mm -hmm. country I love over it Europe. so much there. <laughs> Just about Germany. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, the weather sucks, but it's generally a really nice place. 
Um, I've read that it's the happiest place on the planet, actually. It's, I mean, everything works. That's kind of, it's a very, very high functional, functioning society. And, um, yeah. Oh, what is that? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's not, it's not a thing we, it's not we something know about we here. No, it doesn't really like, exist. Doesn't here. translate. No, no exists pa. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't get it here. It's a no. yeah. We. I love Copenhagen. That's one of my top three favorite cities in the world. So I absolutely am jealous that you got to grow up there. Copenhagen nice. city uh, is definitely, uh, especially in the summer. It's it's like, so much fun. So much fun. Magical. Yeah, Magical. my Magical. father actually spent a lot of his years outside of college uh, there in Amsterdam. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Holland, Amsterdam, yeah. Germany, yeah. Switzerland. Uh, and I think he would be right back there if he could at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm jealous that you're leaving. So, Ruby, tell us where you're from because I, I know the answer to this. It's lots and lots of places. Where am I not from? Yeah. <laughs> uh, child of the universe, but I was born in Toronto, Canada. I'm of East Indian descent. So I'm Daisy. And I grew up in Florida, studied at the University of Florida, and then came mm-hmm. to Atlanta to really become an artist and come into my own with music and art. And that's Yeah, and Florida, you mean it. even Gainesville. Gainesville. Gainesville, Florida, where Tom Petty's from. Like yes. lots of mus- great, great musicians from their songwriters. Yes. I used Something to in the water. Uh, yeah, I used to hang with some of the guys from Less Than Jake, and uh, that was pretty pretty fun days in Gainesville. Yeah. Um, met my guitar player that's still with it, me in the Sulfonics to this day. So, pretty and the reason why times. we know each other too, little... absolutely, Johnny. Rattle. Yeah, Johnny Rattle. Yeah, Gary Clark. Shout Jr. out! Shout out! Yeah, absolutely. Gary Clark Jr.'s drummer introduced us, and I am forever grateful. Forever, forever grateful. Actually, before we go any further, I'm just going to shout out the band that Ruby is also a part yes. of. It's called Ruby Bell and the Sulfonics, and this yeah. is one of the OG T-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> Ruby Bell and the Sulfonics is like one of my top. 20 favorite bands ever. Like I love them so much. So yeah. Oh yeah. When I was like, and that album is ridiculous. Oh, so good. So good. So they introduced us and it was really exciting. Yeah. So I'm very proud to have this and I'm so excited to have this conversation. So obviously Friday's a big day we're going to get there, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the both of you and sort of like, you know, the evolution of music for you each. What's your first memory with music? Hmm. I like that. Brune, you want to go first or should I go first? I want to say, yeah, I, I, this is not going to be my first memory with music, but this is going to be my most sort of um, important memory of music was um, actually for, for a Christmas, for my Christmas present in 1985, I got the five double uh, live album, five album <laughs> live with Bruce Springsteen. And when I put that on, I decided I wanted to be a musician. And I just, I had my parents buy me an electric guitar and I never looked back. That's since great. I was, yeah, th- 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 since then I was nothing. I mean, that was all I ever wanted to do. And I remember listening to those live recordings of, I mean, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band is one of the best live bands ever to yep, walk ever. the earth. And it's just so energizing and mesmerizing everything that goes on on those records and they just go on for hours and hours and this was back in the vinyl days so you know you would have to get up every you know 22 minutes to <laughs> yeah. flip, the- <laughs> flip the record but it was man it was just magical magical that's great Aww. 
That's fun. That's a good one. Yeah. Vinyl, nothing like, like vinyl. I love vinyl. Yeah, that's a good segue for me. My earliest memories are sitting down at my Aunt June and Uncle John's house in Canada in the basement and going through every single kind of record you can imagine, reading the liner notes and not actually being able to get up from where I was sitting because until I finished reading front and back and who made it and who produced it and you know pretty much when I could read I was handed biographies of Tina Turner and just really Mm. given a good understanding of what classic era music was so for me some of my earliest memories was like nine ten years old my parents would take us up to Canada from Florida and we would go back to my uncle's house and and we'd start this band uh, in his yard and we would sing Pink Floyd covers and I sang the wall and I remember wow. just thinking that yeah this is something that I will do forever yeah. and yeah. and then in the arts realm I was very inspired my aunt took me to see um, Cirque du Soleil and my parents subsequently after that every time Cirque du Soleil would come they would take me and That's that was great. very inspiring I think as a, not only a performer but to see like what is it the visual appeal of, of the artistry as well. So mm. those are some of my early memories. But then I, I, I was in chorus and I studied Italian opera for a while. Wow. And yeah. That really helped me to understand why am I a soul singer now? You know, well, oh, because I learned mm-hmm. how to like find whatever sound was in me through opera. So I, I have an affinity for choral programs in school and youth doing those programs because I, I do think it really put me on track to kind of share what I was ingesting, all these all this musical knowledge. That's great. Those are really very interesting. I mean, it's so fun to hear what people, like what kind of started the whole process for everybody. Yeah. And like how it stays with you, even though it's years later, obviously. That's awesome. I love that. Hmm. Yeah. I'm okay, wrestling, good answers. I'm wrestling now with my love of that classic era over some of the newer things that are coming out. And where does mm. that put me in, in a, as, a, as a writer, you know? Mm. Uh, well, let's talk about that. Because so obviously, you know, we've been you it's I'm, we're kind of off script now, but that's the whole point to uncut. Um, yeah. So you've been you've been the lead singer of Ruby Bell and the Soulphonics for it's what is it? 13, 15, 13, 15 years, 15. I knew it was a big number. Yeah, 15. That's right. Um, and this was like recent. I think that means I'm old. No, that means you started young, like hella young. Um, so I know, okay, so we did a big pivot. Uh, what year was that? 2016, I think maybe, where we had you starting to do some solo stuff. And then my 20, when did you, so let, let's. 2018 I was remember. my first solo 2018 right that was when you released music but you had been working on solo stuff for 2016 2017 yeah yeah and when did you guys when did because i know the history was we were originally called for you to write with rune first but because you were in atlanta we couldn't get you in the room originally and then we got jessica then hamish or Hamish and Jessica, and then you came in, actually the last one, but here we are today. So but would you remember when that was? Because I, I think it might have been 2017. I think it was 17, yeah. around then. 17. Yeah, but yeah it sounds like, okay. we had the best kind of meeting because I, I met Rune and, you know, hearing so much about somebody before you go into a session with them is not necessarily a great thing, but- No, no, it's not. It's not, right? It gives you like the heebie-jeebies. So, but I had only heard like really great things. Like he's amazing. He's just like the bringer of amazing out of people. And I said, okay, let's, let's do this. And I remember coming to your session after a week of writing in LA, I was there for (sighs) 10 days. I wrote eight songs, right? So I get to Rune's house and have no voice. 
And right. we wrote a song, and I was like, maybe it could sound like this. <laughs> and that's yeah. exactly the level of voice that I had. And we still wrote that damn song. We did. And and yep. I actually. Uh, you I, did the scratch vocals. I had to actually vocal it at the end of the yeah. session. That I remember version, hearing that. that I was like, still exists. It's pretty awful, it's, but uh, it's there. <laughs> I, I mean, it's very, it sounded, I remember when they, when you guys sent it's it to me, I was like, it's like, it's like Coldplay, you yeah, know, I it don't, sounded very, I, let's just say I have no soul in my voice whatsoever. I am but like, you are an artist yourself. So you do do this. It, yes. but not, it's it not, awesome. I don't sing and it's not like, I mean, it, when I do sing, let's say it's more lyrical than it is musical, but I'm more, okay. I can, I can, I can, I can recite lyrics to a beat, but uh, it's not, <laughs> like, it's not really singing. I hear what you're saying, but it's still singing and you really helped me out that day. And yeah. I don't think the song would have finished if it wasn't for you doing it that day, because it took a whole year for me to come back to L.A. with a proper voice and tell. Yeah. And then yeah. we ended up recording that song that isn't straight out the mud. The song is called The Ghost Song. We recorded that, tracked the vocals in like an hour or two. Yeah. It was really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, that song yeah, which is, is amazing. It's so haunting and weird and wonderful. And I, I know. I, I know. I love it. I know. So I can't excited. wait to that one. That'll be a fun one. Okay, but we're here to talk about something else. I we're here know. to talk about the second yeah. one. Straight out the mud. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Straight out the mud. So this is coming out on Friday. Obviously, this is a little you know promo material, but like, please, if you haven't already, pre-save the song. Uh, we're gonna put like, the link up for you. So you yeah. Well, this is pre-save because we need to make sure you you've got some people coming in. But then on Friday we'll be promoting it, and we would really again it takes a village. I would love your help in like promoting this as well and putting adding it to your playlist. That was the second time you guys wrote together. Maybe you want to talk about like how that went. I mean, one of the things I think that we'd like to unpack here is the writing process, the collective you know creative part of all of that, but also the fact that it's like literally just the two of you in the room making this happen. And I mean. Obviously, some have some artists have more, you know, physical ability to perform music instruments and some are just like writers, some are vocal, you know, so you guys have this like great partnership. Um, Do you want to talk about how that works for both of you? You start, Ruby. Okay. Um, Ruby, go. Well, really, it's all about vibe. So immediately when I got into the world of Rune and Rune space, I was... um, presented with this beautiful Kuan Yin statue and if anybody that knows anything about my inner circle knows how much I love me some Kuan Yin and I really believe that she is an avatar for compassion and I also believe that my musical journey is connected to that mission as well so to get ooh right side chills there we go to Mm. get that kind of like feeling um, on a trip where I knew nobody in LA. I'm a very fresh voice to that scene. You know, nobody knows who I am or what I bring to the table from the South. So it was kind of overly comforting. So it put me at ease right away. And then I think the best thing about Rune is just that ability to let things happen and let things flow instead of being a director. That really was the thing that made me feel comfortable is just, okay, he's picking up the guitar and coming up with something right now. And where where does it take me? How do I feel about what yeah. Rune is playing right now? And I think because I was in that space of seeing Kuan Yin and thinking about gratitude and compassion, it was very easy for 
me to think, well, how did I get here to this very amazing moment with Rune? Well, I got here because of Kristen. This song never would have come about without Kristen. And so it just started pouring out of me. And it didn't come from a sense of like, let me think about our specific relationship. It was more like, honestly, this is going to sound very weird, but I do this when I'm writing a lot. It was more like, what would Bill Withers say about a situation that he was grateful for? Yeah, That's where it came Mm. from. That's That's amazing. That's the meat and potatoes of Straight Out the Mud lyrically for me. Mm. So it came from having that sense of gratitude, being in the right place, being an opportunity for flow to occur, which is not something that you can make up and orchestrate. You know, I do think a lot of artists try to seek out certain producers when really they should be seeking out a vibe in another Mm. human being. Mm. I find that my my, my most important job as a co-writer and a collaborator is to facilitate your access to your creativity and to your stories. Mm. I'm not the artist. We're, we're not telling my story. I'm just the catalyst. I'm just the person that needs to put you in a place where you can tell your story, right? That's that's how I feel about, about my part of the job. So so my my main my main focus is to make you feel comfortable and safe and inspire you as much as I possibly can without forcing your hand. I'm very 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 careful to never force anybody's hand. I mean as much as I want to as much as I might have ideas about where I want things to go, I never I never want to be in control of mm. the process. I yeah. I trust the process 100%. <clears throat> I trust Mm. I trust that everybody shows up with an open heart and an open mind and with the best intentions and with the best motivation, which is a thing we can talk about afterwards. I believe the process will do the work. It will do the job Mm -hmm. and something will happen. And wherever that comes from, I don't know. Uh, I just know that you can't, you can't force it. And if you force it, you're screwed. Like you, you Mm. just can't. Yeah. It will happen mm. or it will not. And the, the best way to make it happen is to allow it to do what it needs to do. Right? Yeah, that's very, very good advice. You know, I have mm. I'm married to a musical being and we create songs together. It's not mm-hmm. the same environment as creating with a producer. Right, that I'm not in a relationship with. So this was really good advice for me to hear that, like, to let it flow, to create the mm-hmm. environment, to show up with the right motivation when you're doing it, is something I think yeah. I can improve on there. Especially since I do, I do so many writes with people that, that a lot of them I only write with one time, right? So it's like I literally get mm. just three, four hours with people. Sometimes. I know. I think and we probably spent ten hours together collectively, Rune. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that matters is emotionally and mentally and spiritually and energy-wise lined up for whatever can happen to allow that to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like being Mm -hmm. completely open to whatever can happen, can happen. Yes. And you let it happen, right? Like just Mm. be, just don't try and, you know, I usually prepare a little bit for sessions, but the way I prepare is more like vibe. Like it's, it's not, I don't, I, I don't have, I never have fully sort of uh, executed um, ideas ready because they always take over. Like yeah. it, it, they always do. If you, if you have like 
half a song written uh, when you start, it's like you're not open, you're not opening up for things to happen. Uh, you're really mm. not. I mm. believe the yeah. it's great. It's it's almost like I mean it does. It's almost sounds religious, which is not at all. I'm a sworn atheist, but I do believe that there is connections between people, especially when you're being creative together, where yeah. like magic does happen. It's flow. Yeah. It happen, right? <clears throat> yeah. And that's yeah. what it's all about for me. That's great. Well, so can we talk a little bit about the process? Like, for instance, like, do you have, Rune, do you have like a, a go-to instrument that you use? I know, and Ruby, I think you you have one for sure. And like, basically, is that like a, you know, something that you, like, for instance, is there like a secret weapon that you have in the production studio that you're like, I'm going to use this, like, and this is kind of like my signature piece, you know? If I can hear myself too much in the song, I have failed. Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. So I, less is more. That's great. Yeah. That's no, really I wanna, important. I hear that's, the artist. Yeah. So when you talk about signature pieces and signature sounds and this and that, if, if I ever identify that I have something that I keep doing over and over again, I shut it down because uh, okay. it's not about me. I am just there to channel the artist. That's what I'm there for. So it's that's not great. about me. So, so I, right. I, I try to, re- if I can hear myself too much in the song, I've done something wrong, right? I have not been mm. open enough that I've not been listening. Yeah, and it almost seems like when you're into it, that kind of flow, it's your, it's a true collaboration, right? There's no, yeah. like, more parts of Rune than there are of me. It's just, wouldn't this be great? Oh my gosh, I love how you did that. Let's do, try this again. Yeah. You know, uh, those kind so of things. When you guys started the song, for instance, did you do it on a piano? Did you do it on a guitar like did you sit down and write together first and then sort of just like have a drum beat in the background like what was this what was the like start of the process it was the guitar riff was the was the start of the song yeah Yeah. the guitar riff the one that goes through the whole song yeah 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 and then early on you put in the ooh. And I just love those like high pitched little oh, and everybody <laughs> that I sing the song to, they yeah. love that they get into that. Yeah. And I know and that that's actually that me. Live. I'm actually sing- I'm actually singing that in the room. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! <laughs> I can't wait. I that's amazing. That has been you- a really cool part about some of the collaborations I've been with is people that I would never think that would step to the mic and help create the soundscape or like really just there to do it. I'm so blessed for that. I love that. Do you have, so like, when do you guys know that a song is done then? Like since you, you know, you're kind of like creating so much. Like, yeah. well, it's, it's really funny. I, I used to remember growing up thinking, oh, wow, this artist took so long to put out a song. It's been like a couple years before their, since their last release. Like, what are they doing? Now I understand that if you are an artist who wants to write about your life and you want to write about your experiences, those experiences take time. And those don't happen overnight. They just really don't. If you want a song that's going to happen overnight, you're going to get a certain kind of song, you know? So I just Mm -hmm. feel like with us, I've been on the side of molasses, right? Just taking way too long to do anything. And then I've also been on the side of get in there, write it, and let's do this. I, I kind of feel like... You have to use your experiences and then hustle in that room and and really yeah. make it as best as you can be in that moment. Yeah, mm. Mm. that's the whole. Well, I gotta say, I mean, go be there and be there a hundred percent and be you know as present and as open as you possibly can for those hours you're there. But that's all you can do. 
Yeah. Mm. After yeah. that, you can do a million things to the song, but the song the song is born in that moment where it's written, and that's I mean it comes out ninety percent at that point the rest yeah yeah you could do lyric tweaks and a new bridge and a new production and a new blah 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 but the song's yeah. there i mean the bones of it and the soul of it is there yeah and even new vocal production i've been starting recently to take on vocal production clients and what i'm noticing with them is they've had songs that they've shelved for whatever reason for a year and there is some reason why that's re-emerging in their lives so like trying mm. to find that understanding of why is this music coming back to you why does right. it need to see the end result of somebody else enjoying it um you know and, and working through the vocal style with that mm-hmm. it's been really interesting but you're right this the meat the everything that you need to build from that point should happen at that result of like instant flow mm-hmm. yeah. you know and and you can try to achieve that every time but it's more exactly as you said it's vibe it's the number one thing is vibe so so what what i have learned over the years is there's ways you can train yourself to get to that sweet spot of inspiration um, for me, it involves, you know, having routines that I follow every day and like I exercise in the morning, I read my newspaper in the same spot, I drink my coffee. I, so when I You're know so I have Danish. a session, no, but it's like, it's like, there's, there's a way to train your brain to knowing when it's supposed to do what it's supposed to do, right? Like at noon, I have to be at my best creative spot and I have to be in my best sort of zone for being open to another human being so what do i need to do i need to get my exercise in i need to get my you know i need to see the sky i need to have my coffee i need to have a good breakfast i need and you i have like a whole routine that i go through and it takes me like you know a couple of hours and then i'm but then you're ready ready. yeah and then i'm ready to do what i need to do for three four hours right yeah. yeah, I love it. And focus. Me too. That has been it's one of the great. blessings of this um, time, although we're going through tumultuous times. One of the blessings has been for the first time in my life, I'm not on the road as much. Yeah. I'm not catering to a giant band as much. I am mm-hmm. able to set up some routines for myself that I really haven't before. And yeah. I, I have to admit, it's helped more than most things. Um, it's even helped me with my ADHD diagnosis so much. Just regular working out, regular eating of meals, even if it's just a smoothie, but to do it on the same time every day. like It's monumental. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't think about how much the road takes away from building up those small habits that create success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it can be very disruptive. Well, I'm, but I'm, I also I also I'm, miss the road though. I do. I miss it. Yeah, I know. I was going to yeah. say like I mean, so obviously, I'm very grateful that like this that I was able to serve as an impetus or a catalyst for the conversation of the song and it's humbling. It's so humbling to be a even a thought in your mind as you're doing this like I know it's you know, I remember this when you told me it's about, this song is basically about you cuz I know. <laughs> no, it's a love song. Yeah. It's a love song. But and I was I'm like, maybe it's the first artist manager love song ever written. I, I'm so, <laughs> I mean, it's just so, it's so beautiful. And I mean, I think that the thing about it, that's like, you know, I remember when you told me that and I was like, this is crazy. Cause like, this is just what I do. Like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is like, this is life. This is how it goes. And it was so profoundly different for you coming from the big band to finding your voice and people like, 
like Rune were so instrumental in helping to, yeah. like he was saying, get out of the way and let you have your channel. Now, by this point, you had already written for Sync. You had already written major, huge songs like female anthemic fighter, you know, Nana, please. I mean, all this huge songs, like the really big songs for your solo career. Um, and I think, you know, this was a chance for you to kind of like, you were in, it's a different style altogether. It's really a different style. It's almost like what happened when we did Broken Woman, where it sort of got into sure. the blues space and yeah. it had a different sonic departure from, and that was a song Ruby Bell and the Sulfonics released in 2018. And it's an incredible song and we absolutely love it. But this was like that, again, just like finding your, um, I'm such a nerd, finding your tone within all of this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so maybe, you know, one of the things I think that's really interesting is that it's got a bluesy soul vibe to it. So it's not Very. traditional. Yeah. You have that, the ability to sound like Adele, Amy Winehouse, like you can go, your range is Ooh. so incredible that for you to do this song has a different kind of, you know, it just has a different vibe to it. So I'm, it's just, it's so yeah. fun to watch all of this happen, but how does that feel for you to like, know you're releasing a song that's not really not in a lane. You know what I mean? It's sort of like now you're really defining you as a songwriter, just first and foremost. Yeah. It's, it's quite interesting to hear that it's really not in a lane because for me, it feels like one of my most centered pieces of work ever. Yeah. Like it just, it just, it just comes from a place of like, Oh, that's what I wanted to express. And I mm. get chills as I say it, because oftentimes I've said that I, I don't, it doesn't really happen from me it's more through me right and facilitating that flow just mm -hmm. allowed for it to happen so it feels right. incredibly good to share what I feel like is my first truly truly independent see mm -hmm. a side of me that you haven't seen hear some words from me that maybe you haven't heard before you know and it really is about that being grateful for the journey. I think a lot of my other messages and songs are like, how can we scrutinize this journey? How can we improve and reform this journey? How can we be educated about where we're going in this journey? And this was just like, okay, let's take a moment to just be grateful for anybody who can find it easy to want the best for you. You know, that's really what this song is about. Cause yeah. that in and of Absolutely. itself is compassion. It's unconditional love. It's stepping aside of the ego. And that's really what I've been searching for in my next journey as an artist for myself and, and for the people that I surround myself with. Mm. Uh, so yeah, this, this really is ringing in kind of a new wave for me and new chapter of surrounding myself with those who can find it easy to want the best for me. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, yeah. speaking of easy, I, um, this this uh, most of the melodic work in this song was was basically done by you just jamming vocally, like which I really really love. And this so the melody and the vocal of this song it's, it's it's one of the most effortless things I think I've ever been part of. Like your vocal is so effortless, it just like flows. It just goes out of you like it's the most natural thing in the whole fucking world. This is exact, these are exactly the notes you're supposed to hit. The, and if you think about it, the, the the melodies and the and the especially the rhythmic patterns of the melodies are quite complicated. But it, you make it sound like it's the most easy and effortless thing in the whole fucking world. And wow, I love you. I love it. It's a jam, right? It's like it's like it the is. pure joy of just yeah. singing these melodies and these words, and it's completely effortless and just it's so 
playful. Like it's really playful in a wonderful way. And I think it's music to my ears. Like it's not quite (laughs) that it's departure sonically, but it's definitely a different vibe for you. And so like it has a lane, it's, it has a genre, but it's for you, it's a different, that's the whole point. It's just very different. So um, we're super, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be able to put this thing out and not have it be like, you know, as your first independent release, it's just no, remarkable. It feels right. Like, yeah. And everything about it feels like it's um, like it's got a potential, right? So it's like your first fully independent like no we're not on a label there isn't any you know what i mean like everything about this is <laughs> us just like doing it ourselves we don't have a just sink us. associated yes. with it yeah like we're just like we want this out you want this out and you wanted it out frankly last year i think even <laughs> so i'm a big believer in time. divine timing and you, and you just yes. sound like you you just sound like yes you. wow There's, thank you, you. Completely yeah, yeah. It's such a compliment. So we were talking earlier about my earliest memories in music, and one of them was recording for the first time. I was 16 in my uncle's basement, and I cried. I went upstairs and cried when I heard my voice. So when you say effortless, in my mind, I think, oh, my God, she's done it. Because I was at that place at 16 years old, and pretty much for this entire time till now, it has always been why can't I sound the way I want to sound in my head, right? Huh. And it just took many, many years of till that came out. Just took a lot yeah. of years. And so I'm very glad to get to the point where it can come uh, come out <laughs> fully. Oh, I love it. It's great. It's per. I'm excited. So obviously, you know, we've got a long, it's a marathon when you release a single and, you know, we, we have a long way to go, but, um, but we, you know, we're really, it's, it's been such an interesting journey, even just doing the artwork and all of the components to it, just knowing that we're, yeah. you know, having you perform it live. That was another thing we had to figure out was like, what's the configuration for it. So shout out Scott Clayton for coming in on hot on that guitar. Sounds yes, really great as a duo amazing. configuration. Yeah. He's done a really good job. Uh, it's 37 minutes and I am so sad but like i'd like to just make sure before we have to wrap up that i get a couple more maybe not specific to the the release questions for you 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 guys cool with that yeah Yeah. totally cool with that we hope so, everybody goes and downloads and listens. Oh, yeah. You'll see. Oh, we'll do the shout out at the end. But the Enjoy two it. questions I have, one of them is, so obviously if, you know, people are coming in and they don't know and they're not familiar with your work, do you have a particular song that you're like, you please listen to this first because this will give you a really good idea of what I'm my music is about? <laughs> we all just talked about this, but like in your whole catalog. In my whole catalog, so I would have oh, And by to the say- way, before you answer that, wait, I want to just let everybody know too. So Ruby Vell also is the songwriter. <clears throat> you should say, you're the songwriter for Ruby Vell and the Sulfonics too. That's right. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, co-producer, songwriter, mm-hmm. art director, merch girl. <laughs> you name it. Indie AF. And proud to be. Um, so I, I usually ask people to listen to a track called Soul of the Earth. I think that it has all the pieces of what I like to offer um, as a songwriter. Um, and it's pretty much the hero's journey in a song, in a soul song. It's the hero's journey in a soul song. And when I sing it on stage, I try to embody Aretha. 
and everything that Aretha might or could have brought to a song like that. So I think that that's a really good place to start with Ruby Bell and the Soulphonics to understand the roots of our band, where we come from, why we even do soul music in 2020. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that's where I would start. Okay, and then as far as your solo career is concerned, uh, it's, it's, this one, it's this one. It's this song. I feel like, like how can no. I? How can I not say this question? Why do you ask that question? It's a there, trick question there on the screen. That was definitely <laughs> a trick question. Yeah. What about you, <laughs> You got a song you want people to make sure they hear of your stuff? I mean, it's it's. I do so many different things. Um, Very and I've done. I mean, the, the the thing is that the the songs that I want people, you know, the songs that I'm probably the most proud of are not are are not my most popular songs. Like, right? The, you know, That's okay. It, it's Same. like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have I have. There's there's. I, I worked with a wonderful Australian artist, uh, Dean Ray, for years, and um, we wrote a song called "I Owe You a Heartache," which is one of my favorite songs I've ever written. And nice. uh, it's not been played a lot by a lot of people, but I love it. And then there's a bunch of songs. I, I have been working with the LA-based um, artist Beth Hart for 15 years now, and um, yeah, it's awesome. One yeah, of the we- we just released, she just released an album last year uh, where we had a song on that was, it's called Let It Grow, which is one of my all-time favorite songs that I've written. And that song's been sitting around for almost five years before she didn't want to release it because she never wanted anybody to hear it, okay. which is weird. And and then for her manager played the song for her producer, Rob Cavallo, on this record. And mm-hmm. he was like, are you guys insane? This song's been sitting around for five years. What the hell's going on with this? And he was like, this song is going on this record. Yeah. And Beth right. was like, ah, I'm not sure about this. this is like, no, fucking hell, it's going on the record. Nice. And I'm, I'm just like, thank you, Rob Cavallo. I've been saying this for five years. This song is fantastic. And and finally it came out like, I don't need it, like Yay. last year. Yeah. Wow. Congrats. Oh, Rob Cavallo. That's very interesting. That's awesome. Well, I guess that comes very with cool. the territory of being a, like a big ass producer is you can actually convince right. artists doing shit sometimes. Like he's, I mean, he's, he's big ass. He, he's produced some big records over the years. So You're <laughs> you don't have to be a big ass producer. Yeah. I was going to say, we've all done it. We're, there's like a lot of, well, let's overcome these things. I'll never forget the night. That, um, so I don't know if you know this, but um Ruby was sang background vocals on an Anderson Pack song. And I'll never forget the night. We didn't think that anything was ever going to happen with that song. Two years had gone by and I got a text like one night in September was like, yo, uh, remember that track that Ruby just sang on? It's going to go, you know, I don't think anybody knew what was going to, you know, nobody knows. And it wound up on Oxnard. So, and it's called Petty and it's an incredible song and she sounds amazing. So kind. Thank you. His whole camp did not have to do that. They were so (laughs) kind and so sweet. And they made sure I had to check what up Anderson. Yeah, it was really good. I wanted to ask you one last question. So what is one song that you wish you had written? It's not yours. Just like the song that you're like, oh man, if you know, if I I wish I'd written that song. That's a great lyric. That's a great song. And you can only do one. (laughs) 
That's for me, point. again, I'm gonna I'm gonna return to um, my live album with Bruce Springsteen. Yep. Uh-huh. The opening song, okay. the opening song, Thunder Road, is probably for me the best rock and roll lyric that's ever written in the history of rock and roll. If you guys should sit down and just take a moment, listen to listen to Thunder Road, and read the lyrics while you're doing it. You, your mind's gonna explode. It's you, like you know who that song you, is so fucking incredibly. You know who's gonna lo- who who co- probably is gonna completely agree with you is Hamish Anderson, who you also wrote with, but he's a humongous. Bruce Springsteen fan, so that's fun. I will. Well, definitely I know that. Take song. some time with that. Yeah. Album. All right, Ruby, you're up. I Pressure's can't on. pick just one. I have three. Okay. Have- <laughs> Here we are. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have three. So one is Led Zeppelin "Cashmere." Good choice. Oh wow! Yeah. I break that yeah. down with my songwriting students. I'm like, y'all Man, just that need to good- go write out every word to this song and then tell me Dude. how they didn't just write a whole Bible from it because they should have favorite. Yeah. yeah. Favorite band, man. That song is just crushing. Totally. Yeah. So that's up there. And then Anderson Park, the bird. The, yeah. I you really, love that song. <laughs> I yeah. love that song so much. It's I a love good that one. song so much. Yeah. Just how he talks about like just being rooted and, and caring about the artists that came before him and being in their shoes. Like I care so much about that. So yeah. I love that song and then the last one's for that feminine energy and it's a artist called sampa the great and her song is called energy and hmm. i can't listen to it I'll without it just like snot crying because it's just oh. like all of the release that you could possibly want in this song it's great amazing for the feminine movie. amazing Samba the Great. I love it. A force. a force samba the great i was gonna say maybe gotta, we could play a snippet of the song out, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll you know, send, we'll, I'll we'll put a playlist together. We'll put a playlist together. Do you want to? Um, I think we can play like a snippet, maybe thirty seconds of the song, real quick, while we're like wrapping up and say saying our goodbyes. If you want to, yes, that sounds so play great. a little bit, just a few seconds of it. We don't need to put it up on full screen. Enjoy. Straight out the mud. We have to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the boot. Ripped all the pages from my book I was defeated, torn and tattered No need for a second look Chapter's all close to soon Yeah, Rune, I see you But to my <laughs> surprise, one door had opened When you in your life shampoo Some people make you laugh Some people will say <laughs> when everyone had taught me more than I ever really wanted to know You showed me there's a bone Much stronger than blood I won't forget I love you. how you pulled love me Love you too Love you all so much Straight out the mud oh, Straight out the mud Fun Straight out the mud yeah. So good uh, I'm so excited. Okay, so Friday, if Yay! you guys please go on your computers, go on your mobile devices, do whatever you need to do, but please go and sh- please pre-save the song. We're going to put the link in the thing below. You probably have seen some conversations of it today. Um, you can pick whatever platform you want to save it on, or if you really want to show some love, you can buy it because, you know, 
that's a lost art. Um, so, and thank you both so much for joining us. You're the thank best, you. Kristen. Yes, Just spend the book of money. So Come much. on, guys. Like it's a dollar. Come on. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate you coming on, Rude. I know you're 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 not the mo- but you will be back. We will have you back to talk with Jessica about her EP yeah. release in, later this yeah. month. We're so excited and when you get back from Denmark. Time. And then one more time for Ghost Song eventually. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we'll probably have, yeah. maybe what we'll do is we'll have you, Hamish, Ruby. I'd love to do one with you and all three of them. How fun would that be? And chaotic. I mean, it's such an honor that you've written with all of my fa- Like, literally, like at that point, those are all the artists that I had. So. Such an honor, Rune. Such an honor. Yes. Thank I'm, you. Happy to, I'm happy to be there for you all. Happy. I'm you guys are, you're amazing. When you're, you really are gifted. Damaged Goods is definitely one of those. Like, it's a hauntingly beautiful song. Everything you touch is just, like, perfect. So, shout out, Rune Westberg. Boom. We love you. Mike Thank you so Bell. Mike My heart could not be bigger and heart fuller because of you. So, thank you for all of that you do. Um, and then, obviously, like I said, stay tuned. Next week, we'll be back Tuesday night. We'll have uh, Ron Avant from the Free Nationals coming to talk about his solo project. We're so psyched for that. That guy can play a mean talk box. I'm telling you wait till you see anyway and then uh yeah we'll just keep going every tuesday night 6 p.m please come join us thank you guys so much i love awesome. you so much pre-save this you. song love bye. you thank bye thank you register to vote thank you yes, yes. thank you for listening to uncut jewels if you like what you heard smash that like button and subscribe for more episodes and tell a friend We firmly believe the world works better that way. This podcast wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for the help of the Uncut Jewels team. Johanna Schock, Jana Fisher, Coco Hong, Sarah Reynolds, Jess Kane, and Viviana Mendoza. Guys, we did this. The Uncut Jewels theme song that you're listening to right now was created by our very own guitar hero, Hamish Anderson. And we appreciate everyone who's helped bring us from where we were to where we're going. To paraphrase David Bowie, we promise it won't be boring.